0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. See if you can guess what this next picture is a picture of. All right? See if you can guess what that is a picture of. So just guess with somebody around you as you sit down and we check our mic. So go ahead. See if you can guess. You know. Great to have you here today, and and today I want to talk about inspiration, which is kind of a, it's a fun topic, and we're looking at at the gift of inspiration, and and how is it like that we can come up with inspired ideas, live gratefully around those, and have inspired ideas as well that that kind of have this this religious context to them. Now I want to talk about like just seeing inspiration. I think we see it all over the place. That picture that we just saw was actually part of this. So a few weeks back went to Sunday morning breakfast rescue mission. They are trying to grow their own food. The problem is, is that you have a big old parking lot over here to the right. So you have to garden in a spot about this big. Now they see they serve like a hundred plus meals there a night. For those of you who are farmers, is that much space to grow stuff? No. So what they do is they literally grow it up the wall. Could we go back a slide? So literally, even when they're making their seedlings, these are literally growing on the wall. They've got them sort of caged in there, and then they put the little seedlings in, and they grow right up. Is that creative? Is that cool? I I, I like that. I I like that idea. I like that kind of inspiration, that kind of thought. And I I think Christ is constantly doing this. He's saying he's constantly doing these little flips. Like, you think you have to grow it like this? Well, why don't you try growing it up a wall? Now, and think of the advantage of a wall. For those of you who are gardeners, you always want to have your southern exposure. You put that on a southern-facing wall, those plants are in sunshine all day. You know, truly a, a remarkable thing of inspiration. That's what we want to do today. We want to see, yeah, how do we flip a few things? Maybe in terms of how we see life, and maybe try to understand inspiration in a little bit of a different way. Now, one of the things about the word inspiration, there's, There's a number of cool things about word meaning out there that get to the root of what these words are actually really all about. And the word inspire, the root there is spirit or spiritus, which means breath, wind, or God. So literally the word inspiration, if we could say the last word there, it's a divine breathing into. into, Breathing into. So take a breath. You've just been inspired. It, it, is this, it is this divine inspiration, this breath that we constantly have. It's, it's a beautiful idea. And, and, and when somebody was inspired, that was the word they said. Like, oh, they're so inspired. In other words, the divine is breathing into them. And when you are inspired, it is the divine breathing into you, which is indeed beautiful. Now we need to be able to ask the question, about two levels of inspiration. And what I want to do is I want to, want to show you real quickly like two different levels and then have you get a chance to talk and share with me what you see the difference between the two. Now, there's one level of inspiration that sort of goes, "Soup," contracts us. And we can live in that place and be inspired with a small eye in this place. And I think it all comes down to this. You know, where we believe the end is at hand. You know, the end is near. It's catastrophizing where, where something happens and it's like, nope, life is over. And you think about the times in your life where that occurred. You know, when you were mortified as a 12-year-old, when she said no to go to the dance with you when you were 16, when you, when you didn't get the job when you were 30. Each one of those, you know, we tend to get into like this, the end is near. But maybe there's another way to see inspiration. And I want to show one to you, and I want to show it to you, and you're going to have to pay close attention because it's all in Japanese. And we have exactly, I think, four people in here, maybe five, who will know what's being said. The rest of you will have no clue. But you will have full knowledge of what's going on and how inspiration works here. And what this is, this is a video from Japan. They did it with hidden cameras. The way they did it was this. was a number of husbands who got together, and they decided, yep, it was their babies first birthday. If it's the baby's first birthday, whose other birthday is it? The mom's first birthday. First birthday of motherhood. So they wanted to celebrate motherhood and celebrate the first birthday of their wives being a mom. So what it is, it's a picture, is the moms come in, they come down one hallway, and they get a chance to talk to the doctor. You'll see them talking to the doctor, talking to the baby. And then they come out in another hallway. And I want you to look at what the husbands have done. Something very inspirational. So take a look at this video. My Japanese is a little rusty, but that's a cool video. Isn't that beautiful? It's awesome, it's awesome. It's an awesome video. Is, is the first year of motherhood easy? Yes or no? (laughs) No. Husbands, listen to all the wives there. Could we say it together? Is the first year easy? No. Just imagine the mom going there. She's probably been sleep deprived now. I'm going to guess for 12 months. All the challenges, all the wondering, is my child healthy? This, that, or the other thing. And here is this very inspired gift. And I want you to hold on to that. Like it's, 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 there is an element here about like, yeah, that first year is hard. And it's blessed. So what I want you to do is to take time here and answer this question. What is the difference between these two levels of inspiration? You can talk about it with someone seated around you, or you can text me in and answer. Please go ahead and share. All right, folks, as the, as the band comes out. I'm going to go off stage, take a look at, at some of your answers here, and, and understanding that, that deep, that gift of inspiration, what that can be. And I think so much of, of what the gift can become is, 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 is just this, this fullness, this inspired fullness. I mean, even folks, I, I go back to the idea of, of the, the Sunday morning breakfast mission, very inspired at a homeless shelter. Kind of interesting the way those things can come together. And it's interesting because I think with inspiration, when we really allow that divine breathing into to occur, we move away from the end is near and all that doomsday stuff. We start to understand that life, and this is very new church, that life for every moment is continually saying this to us. It's continually saying the beginning's near continually offering us that opportunity. So when we come back, I want to share with you some of, the, some of the answers you folks have and talk about how is it that we really kind of live into that beginning, not just in a saccharine suit, but actually have a disciplined way to live into it. So looking at these answers, I have to giggle at myself. You know, this morning I told the group, for an inspirational service, I wanted to be real inspirational and, and it was, it's funny looking at these because I was not clear enough. So my apologies. The, the inspiration I was talking about, because some of you are like, I got one from a friend saying, I'm a little confused. <laughs> I got several of those. Uh, so, so what I'm talking about, two levels of inspiration, right? We have one that comes out of the end is near. One that comes out of the end end is near. And the other kind of inspiration comes out of that video. And what's what's the difference there? Not what's the difference between planting things on a wall and and the other. So my apologies for that. We had exactly two people who understood my cryptic language. (laughs) So these two people get a free pass to heaven. Uh, That would be David Lindruth and Lohan Lermit. I think one, this is a good one. I think... I think one lives with the choice either expire or inspire. Like, that's, that's spot on. Uh, and the first is inspired out of, fe- of fear of the unknown. The second is inspired by love. The rest of you, my apologies. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> so, so with that inspiration, like and the beautiful thing we can be grateful for is that it's, it's literally all over the place. Like, you can learn things all the time. And, 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 you know, it just is fascinating to me when you really start to listen. Yesterday, I had a little bit of inspiration in my life. Can I share with you one? It's, it's silly. It's silly. I had someone, you know what uh, WebMD is? You know, where you type in all your symptoms and it tells you what's wrong with you? And, and my sister called me. She's there. This is the tagline, Chuck, for WebMD. She said, WebMD, where ignorance is replaced with fear. Is that, is, that, is that good or what? And if you take credit for it on Facebook, I'm coming after you. I thought that was really good. So, so you know, but, but we have these teachers all over, and, and that's this law of divine providence. Now, divine providence, here it is, here it is. You want to know what it is? It's this, simple. God's gentle hands carrying you home. That's it. God's gentle hands carrying you home. Can we all say that together? God's gentle hands carrying you home. What it does. And, and as part of that caring, God, you know, is continually putting into our lives people that will help us. You know, He very tenderly protects our freedom and He very graciously gives us people to help us along the way. He gives us His Word. You know, new church stuff talks a lot about giving us His Word. He, he gives us inspiration to that feeling, that wisdom that comes from the inside out. He gives us each other. He gives us our life experiences. And for that, we can be continually grateful. Because listen carefully, this is one I'd make a note on. It's a whole other sermon. If we're grateful, we're curious. If we're grateful, we're curious. If we're grateful, we're looking, we're searching, we're trying to find these different parts. And what we start to get is this. It appears we teach ourselves. The truth is, I'm going to have you say the A word there. The truth is God alone is the teacher, that that God alone is doing this. And we can start to sort of see that, right, where we we start to see all the parts of our life, you know, and and, and maybe like, you know, when we go down that tunnel with the light at the end, you know, a a lot of people, I think, think of that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and having your life flash before your eyes is, is God sort of exposing all the rotten stuff you've done, and you are all rotten, you've done lots of rotten stuff, but but you know that's not really what god is doing because we all have those mistakes i think what god is doing is just putting those pictures up putting those pictures up offering us a celebration versus a judgment See, we have to be aware that there's places where the spirit of of inspiration can move, and there's places where it can't. And our job, I think, is to just really work on the not-to-do list so we can allow God to breathe in, that divine breathing in, to take place. Now, these are two places where I believe it really can't show up. place where the spirit can't move. Life lived between two poles. I'm going to have you say the last three words there. Life lived between two poles of? Security or panic. Security or panic, right? If I can't have absolute security, what's my only other option, folks? Begins with P, ends with anic. <laughs> panic. That's it. Could, could we take a little risk here? I just, I'm going to say security. I'm going to have you all scream like, ah, all right? So, scream it loud enough so you sound like Angela by the end of the service. Ready? You have a choice of security or? Ah! That's it. There it is. And, and so then we have the big ah moment. And so what we crave is security. How well is that working for you? It doesn't work terribly well. Because we never can actually have enough security in our lives. And yet, and yet we live in an area that just is constantly saturated with those questions of security. Of security, of security, of security. You know, I, I used to be an American history teacher at Pocono Mountain High School, as well as here at this ANC, right across the way here. And, and you know, you, you look back to the Cold War, and you could see this. And I'm like, wow, you know, this was kind of the era I grew up in. I mean, I grew up in an era, as some of us in here did. Remember when you had to do had to do a drill in class for when the bomb dropped? Remember that? Duck and cover. Duck and cover. Then you duck under your desk. Do you realize how silly that is? You know, you're ducking under your... Nuclear holocaust in your desk is going to save you. You know, and it, this is how bad it got. I used to teach with this cover of Life Magazine. I actually got a copy of it. Uh, JFK gets out there, 1961, the year of the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he says, look, he's essentially saying nuclear war is all but inevitable. So this is what he writes, an open letter in a magazine. And that's nothing against JFK. This was the era we lived in, one where security and panic were clearly playing back and forth. Nuclear weapons and the possibility of nuclear war are facts of life we cannot ignore. Unprepared, there is a one in four chance that you and your family will die. Well, that's optimistic. However, however you could be among the lucky 97%. The world is charcoal, and you're the lucky 97% who survived. To survive, if you follow the advice in this magazine about building a shelter. Wow! That's 1961. That's not that long ago, folks. And, and here's the crazy part is I think all of us in here have this magazine. You have a different picture on the front. You have a different title. You have a different president. But you have something in your life that's sort of this panic Bible where you can, you know, do you know what I'm talking about here, folks? Raise your hand if you do. Where you can leaf through the pages and it keeps getting worse, right? You're just like, oh my goodness. Honey, Wayne and Vina had it right moving to Canada. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it just, there, there's no way to feel good there. How, now, now think, now connect here. Can you feel inspired to make a difference in that world in that place? Can you feel inspired there? No, no absolutely not. You cannot feel inspired in that place. It's impossible your brain has shut down. There is nothing but trying to find security. And that, that I think, is, is, is part of our age that we need to continue to look at. Because I feel that, that if we're going to become, if churches are going to become, synagogues, mosques are going to become part of the change in the world, we have to find this sort of alternative theology to the theology of security. Even, listen, folks, even salvation can somehow get put into that. You know, like the easiest way to have spiritual security is get baptized, be saved, and you're done. You know, check. I, I don't know what to say about that. I don't believe it. New church says it's what you do, it's what you do. It's a different kind of security, a deeper kind of security, and the gratitude that grows. Out of that. Now what I want to do is I want to, want to read you a Bible passage here I think that can start to give us a sense of where the Spirit can actually move. We've, we've seen where it can't, the Spirit of inspiration. Now let's look at where it can. And this is, this is a passage I've preached on before, but I love it so much and I want to come back to it because I, I, I love it. I love preaching on this passage. This is from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 if you're following along at home. Your teachers, your teachers will be hidden no more. But with your eyes, important to sight eyes, with your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, "This is the way. Walk in it." Then you will defile or desecrate your idols, overlaid with silver and gold, and your image overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. No more. It's a beautiful passage there, folks. And and what I want to do, you see where it says, this is the way, walk in it. I want to really look at that line and and really try to sort of hone in on it. And there's a number of big pieces here that kind of pull us to that line. One is, here you see God saying, you're going to have have challenges, right? And you're going to have challenges in your life. I want to start with that. And, And one of the... One of the challenges of New Church Live is this. New Church Live, there's a lot going on. So we don't really spend much time sort of in a quieter place. So I want to spend about like 30 seconds in a quieter place here. And then I'm going to pull down through this. Looking at your teachers will be hidden, etc. Pulling you through that. And what I want you to do is I want you to think of a a place in your life right now that that you're really facing that's tough. That you wish you could find a little bit of inspiration around. Like what, what am I supposed to do? What I want you to do is just take 30 seconds and just think of that. I'm going to turn off my mic and I'm going to quietly come around. I'm just going to listen to what you have to say. And don't worry, I'm not going to say it up here on stage. I really want to honor your your privacy with this. So if you have a sort of a big one. You know, you're welcome to share. I'm just going to try to get like three people over here. So don't feel bad. I'm not ignoring this half of the room. I just was over there. I want to be over here for a quick one. Just for like 30 seconds, just like take a breath and just think, yeah, this is where I want to be inspired. If you're interested in just saying it to me prayerfully and I won't repeat it, just please raise your hand. Then we're going to pull it through this. So please take those 30 seconds. Thank you for sharing, folks. That was, that was very powerful and to hear where someone is on that. And, and what I want to do is like, like hold that for a minute. it's it was very sacred. I, I used to be a high school teacher. So anytime I tell a group to be silent, I think they never are going to be. So it's, it's great just hearing that sort of that sacred silence out there as you're thinking about this. So there's a number of parts to this. I think the idea of your teachers will be hidden no more. You know, you'll see your teachers. It's just simple. I think this is God saying, look, name it. And start out with it, you will get help. That's simple. You will get help. The second part of that, whether you turn to the right or to the left. Now that's an interesting line and it's easy to sort of think, uh, you, know, um, you know, just pass over that line. But he, here's God going, look, whether you turn to the right or the left doesn't really matter. So is God overly concerned with that you make the one right choice? Yes or no? No, it's fascinating life. It's God going like, look, whether you turn to the right or the left, I'm going to be there. And there are a few decisions in life, I feel like, where there is definitely the right answer. Don't drive on the left side of the road. Definitely the right answer. But most of life isn't like that. Most of life isn't one question where it's, you know, like there's that trap door that if you answer wrong, you're, you're dunked. It's not like that at all. And here's God going. Look, whether you turn to the right or the left, it's saying, "Look, you will get help, and there are different answers. There are different paths." And then this beautiful line: "Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying." Now, here I want to, I want this half of the room over here. You folks are going to say this is the way, and you folks are going to say walk in it. All right. So, can we just practice one time? This half of the room, ready? Over here? Amen. Great. So, so what, I, what I want you to do, folks, is I want you to say these words. And if there's, if there's somebody out there who are really, really struggling, I want you to just hear, like, literally hear God's voice. I, I can't hear God. Yes, you're about to hear God. You're about to hear God moving through people, you're about to hear God's spirit, inspiration, spiritus. God, breath, wind, you're about to hear God move, and hear it sort of in both sides of your brain, and just, just, like, sort of really listen to this as best you can. You ready? Okay, this half ready? This is the way. Walk, in. walk in it. Walk in it. Just feel what that can do to your body. This is the way, walk in it. And I think that's so much the way God gets. He, he doesn't sort of hold out this, this certainty. Like we were talking, a couple of us were talking before. Faith is not certainty. He doesn't hold out this sort of this, this nugget of security and certainty. And as soon as we're certain, then we can feel absolutely secure. That's our racket. That's our ego's racket. Security and certainty wedded together. And if not, we panic. Instead, it's a voice behind going, look, choose, choose a path. And know that as you do, I'm gonna be with you, other people are gonna be with you, and we can just hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Then the last part that happens is your idols. And where it says there, your idols overlaid, covered with gold, you will throw them away. You can't tell what song we're going to at the end here. Um, you will throw them away and, and the throwing folks is not like a gentle like you'll have your idol and you'll go like go ahead and leave <laughs> you know it's, it's like it's no pun intended you literally chuck the thing you know you, it's, it's, it, it has this thing of like casting it as far as you can away and I think ready for this I think one of our biggest idols is security and panic do any of us know people because I know it's not you right well I know it's me <laughs> Do any of us ever make an idol out of panic? You know, where every conversation's a panic? Uh, People do it all the time. Or where we make an idol out of security. And here's God saying, no, you know what? Actually, we can throw that stuff. Like, once you start to understand this, you can throw that stuff away. And you will be able to trust that things are different and beautiful what i want to do folks is i want to want to talk a bit about like just for the last bit of service here sort of pull all this together by moving over here to this spot that we had such a blessed time with last week so maybe you can see that so we can see it one if you, we have those pieces of our life that are that we're looking for inspiration and we also saw pieces of that last week now remember these this from last week remember that Three young men sitting in these chairs. Luke, Pat, and Weston. And you can see, you know, that, that, that way that passage worked, that idea that yes, you will get help. They got help in doing what they were doing. They had different paths. They had teachers who helped them, parents and teachers who, who started to give them a vision. They heard the word of God behind them. They didn't know how it was all gonna turn out. Pat's still working on his, it's gonna turn out great, but how exactly it turns out, like, who knows? So, so so if you kind of see that, folks, as, as as this process of inspiration that we can be so grateful for, where, where there are these teachers that are behind us, that are that are holding us at our shoulders, that are that are inspired with God's voice. And God's voice, if we're open to hear it, can start to work through them. And how do you know if it's God's voice? God's voice is not worried about security and panic. If it's somebody giving you the voices of security and panic, tell yourself to be quiet. Because that's not really it. It's a different voice. You know it. You know it. You know exactly who I'm talking about in your life who does this for you. Listen to them. Listen to that voice. Allow that voice to pass through. And, and, and you know, it passes into these. And, and, you know, after I got done the service, it was, it was like, oh, I missed, I missed the big point. I missed the big point. My best sermons, by the way, are preached Monday morning at 8 a.m., <laughs> You know, after I thought about all the areas where I blew it on Sunday. And this is it. You know, the part we don't talk about is is when you look at these three guys, right? Luke, Weston, and Pat. When we look at Luke, Weston, and Pat, we didn't talk about who's in front of them. We didn't talk about this gift moving forward. Inspiration. You see, the gratitude we can have there is we can create these types of worlds where these things are constantly happening. This circuitry is all working. It, it doesn't necessarily make the world easier, but, but it allows us to do things. You know, my, my wife and I were, were out on a drive yesterday, and we were talking about, um, this is going to sound like so curmudgeonly. You know, I sound like I'm about... I don't know. It sounds like I'm a curmudgeon here. My apologies. You know, we're talking about the presidential race, and it's like, oh, just you know, just hearing people talk is just really hard. And, and that's not saying they're all bad candidates. I'm sure your candidate's the best one. It just, it's, it's hard. It's it's hard because I I don't I don't I don't get a sense of like, well, what are we what are we building? I don't get a sense of what we're building towards. I'm sure they probably do. I just, I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. Just for me, if you're hearing it, great. I don't want to make this church a, a political bandstand. That's not the point. But, but you see, folks, it's like we're living in this world where there are all, all these challenges, right? And if we just come from security and panic, where does it lead? If, if our primary concern is, is just that, just protecting ourselves, even real threats like terrorism, I, you know, even real threats, if it's just about protecting ourselves, that's what we miss. That's what we miss. Because none of these three things has security and panic written on them. They had hope. They had love. They had joy. They had this all important word called commitment. I mean, just imagine that. See, I I, want to close on what I think can be at the other side of inspiration. Is it anybody's birthday here today, by the way? All right. So when we look at the idea of, of birthdays, that's a pretty weak excuse for a birthday cake, isn't it? When we look, at, when we look at, at the idea of birthdays, like what those fathers did for their wives, you, you think about this moment, right? So they come to the end of the year, a year that's been hard beyond all belief. A year that has been blessed in ways that can't even be discussed. Like you can't even put words around them. People experiencing a love that they didn't even know could possibly exist. And here is this piece, this this, this birthday of sorts, and it's hard to put words to, so I'm going to fumble a lot here. But what I pray for is that we can continue to find that inspiration about life coming together, blessed and broken, and then finding inspiration on the other side of that. But finding it with the same spirit that we saw in these chairs, the same spirit that is talked about in Isaiah. See, that, that takes a lot of courage to do that. It takes a lot of courage to trust that the teachers will be there. It takes a lot of courage to really listen for God's voice and to sort of push away security and panic and really listen to God's voice and, and hear God saying, you know, you know the way, like, like, like just, just keep walking. It takes courage to do that. And then we can continue to move out beyond. See, it's not like the story ends with the one-year birthday party. I don't know how the husbands are going to do better on the second birthday, but you know, I don't know what that looks like. But, but you can see where it's both this ending and this new beginning at the same time. Something incredibly worthwhile to be grateful for, to welcome in, to our lives. That kind of inspiration, that's the kind of inspiration we saw when we started out this service and we looked at Sunday morning breakfast mission. The largest homeless, uh, homeless dinner project, I think, in the country. Is that right, Pat? I think, I think it's the oldest, oldest in the country. I mean, amazing stuff. And here it is still here, and still this breath of inspiration that's moving through it. Breath of inspiration with parents, breath of inspiration with these three young men, and, and, and inspiration where we, can, where we can hold the blessings and the breakings of life and then allow it to go out, being grateful for the whole thing, understanding God will give you teachers. He will give you His Word, He'll give you other people, He'll give you yourself, He'll give you inspiration. We can live deeply into that place. And that can be our fight song. That can be our fight song. That thing that can inspire and move us out there into the world. We can find courage. and We can find home. So hopefully you left with a little bit of inspiration today. Great to have you folks here. Just say that prayer for inspiration. Work that into your life. And you will hear a voice behind you saying, Listen, and you will hear a voice behind you saying, this, this is the way, walk in it. I'd ask you now to please join me in a prayer. I'm going to say the prayer, and then you have your opportunity to say the Lord's prayer as you know it, or to have a moment of quiet reflection. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today and lord help us to find inspiration in in our lives that divine breathing into we're able lord to really grab hold of your promise of giving us teachers through your word through others through our own souls through our life experience blessed and broken and thank you lord with gratitude for this congregation thank you for their courage in moving forward allow us, Lord, in some way to find a new fight song. A new way of engaging in the world. A new way of being. No longer just part of the problem, Lord, but increasingly, as best we can, with broken tools, part of the solution. Thank you for your presence here today. And Lord, final word inspire. Inspire us this week. In your name we pray. Amen.